Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Paul was a powerful preacher of the gospel, and he said, it is not of us. And so whenever someone says, this is my ministry, then um, they should be concerned, right? Because everything we have is his, right? And this is not my ministry. This is not my church. This is God's church. You're God's people. I just happen to be a guy who's preaching up here right now. I could be teaching downstairs in a third grade classroom. And would I say, this is my classroom? No, it's not mine. I'm just a servant, right? And 2 Timothy 2.20 says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So vessels in those days were created for different purposes, right? Just like we have vases and bowls, right? That there were vessels of honor that were used for honorable things, right? For putting, you know, food in that you would eat out of or maybe to put some flour in or, or to put, you know, maybe a, some healing ointment in or whatever. And then there were vessels for dishonor, which were like garbage cans and a toilet bowl, right? So, uh, you know, a toilet bowl and something you would eat out of are not the same, right? And, and so he's saying, you get to choose what kind of vessel you want to be. Do you want to be a toilet bowl or do you want to be a vessel of honor, right? And so the purposes of God is that he created all of us to be vessels that he could pour into us, his love, his grace, and then share it with other people. And so all of us should want our lives to be vessels of honor, to pour, to allow God to pour in us his love, his forgiveness, his grace, the gospel. And he's saying here that we are all vessels that have the gospel and that we should be sharing it, right? Giving it out. You can say anything you want, but don't talk about Jesus. Now, have you ever wondered why that is? Have you ever wondered why anything's okay except talking about Jesus? Well, it's because Jesus is the truth, right? All those other things are a lie, and they don't offend people. You know, you can lie. To, it's so weird. You can even talk to Christians. Hey, what do you think about marriage between six people? Well, you know, it's okay, whatever. Well, what do you think about, you know, third graders turning from boys to girls? Well, everybody should have their choice. What do you think about Jesus? Jesus! Ah! Call the police! I mean, it's just like, you ever wondered why it is that? Well, it's because it's spiritual, right? And so we need to be aware that the reason that so many people are in darkness is that the church is not shining very bright their light, right? The church is not bringing the gospel to the world. I mean, I, I've watched Christian TV sometimes for hour after hour and not hear about Jesus at all, right? But you need to know that God wants to work through you. Matthew 5, 16, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So God wants to work through your life to be a light. And you just need to know, if you work with some person that's opposite of you politically, and they believe all kinds of idiotic things, you shouldn't get upset with them and argue with them about politics. You need to pray for them and help them to come out of kingdom of darkness, living in blindness, to opening their eyes. Really, that's what the Bible says. When you, when you become a believer, your eyes are open, you see the truth. You know, before I was a Christian, I didn't even know the term, but I was a hyper-progressive liberal. What does that mean? 
I believed in legalizing drugs, abortion, any wicked, evil thing that anybody wanted to do. I believed in it before I was saved. Why? Because I lived in the kingdom of darkness. But here's the thing. You can't get upset with people for being blind, right? If a blind person came into our church today and they bumped into a chair, would you yell at them? Would you say, hey, stupid, look out? No, you'd say, hey, why'd you run in that chair? Well, I'm blind. Oh, well, can I help you, right? And we need to look at the people around us like that, right? That Paul's saying they're blind and they need to hear the gospel. And so in verse 8, he says, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. So Paul's experience in ministry was that it was very, very difficult, (laughs) right? And if you're involved in ministry and your expectations are that it's never going to be hard, well, you're wrong, right? Ministry is going to be difficult, right? And, And that's just the reality. You know, if you are in ministry, you teach Sunday school, and you're perplexed or you're persecuted, that's just a normal part of Christian life, right? Sometimes people think that serving Jesus is always going to be easy because some goofball pastor on TV says, accept Jesus and everything's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. The word easy isn't even in the New Testament. Right? I mean, it's like, uh, what did Jesus say? We talked about it. It's hard, right? Uh, verse 10, always caring, about, caring uh, about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. So Paul, Paul always seems to talk about how we need to preach the gospel of Jesus. And in, in Paul's life, he either caused a revival or a riot. People either got saved or they wanted to kill him. Now, if that's your experience, well, then that's normal Christian life, <laughs> right? Uh, verse 12, so then death is working in us, but life in you. And since We have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. I believe, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak. So Paul believed in the power of the gospel, and he experienced it personally in his life, and it radically changed his life. And so because Paul's life was changed for the better, he was passionate about sharing the gospel with other people. Verse 14, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound in the glory of God. So Paul's saying, all these things I've done and gone through, the persecution, the difficulties, all of these things are for your sake. And Paul lived his life to serve other people and bless other people. And that's because Paul understood what a real Christian is, what Jesus said in Matthew 20, 26, where he said, yet it shall not be among you, But whoever desires to be great among you, let him be your servant. You want to be great in the kingdom of God? You want to be the best Christian in the church? Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many, right? Paul gave his life away to help other people to come to Jesus. And if you want to go to the next level in your spiritual journey, it's not about finding a better pastor or a better worship band or a better espresso machine in their coffee shop. It's about you saying, I want to give my life to serve the kingdom of God. If you want to go to the next level in your spiritual journey, then pray, Lord, help me to serve in some way, whatever it is, to use whatever gift or talent that God's given you. And then, because we work together, right? I mean, we have secretaries who print the bulletins. We have people that put the words up on the screen. So everybody has a different thing to do, right? Not everybody is going to get up and teach a Bible study. Not everybody likes to do it. We just have this weird idea of what a mature Christian is. A mature Christian is someone who lays his life down for his friends, someone who loves other people by serving them. And that's what Jesus taught. And so Paul, that's what Paul's saying. Hey, I'm giving my life away for you guys. He gave his life. And the reason that, you know, 
a lot of people got saved in Paul's day was because he gave his life to serve other people, right? And that's really where it's at. In verse 16, he says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Now, if you're retired, you've got to love verse 16, <laughs> right? Uh, Paul's saying the outward man is perishing, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Paul recognized that we need a daily renewal in our souls, right, every day, because you really can't love people and give your life away if your flesh is running the show. So we need to be renewed, refreshed. Jesus taught the same sort of thing day by day in Matthew 6. Remember when they said, teach us how to pray? And Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And they said, give us this day our daily bread, right? Now, I think when you think about praying, give us this day our daily bread, it isn't just physical, uh, you know, nourishment it's spiritual nourishment because in john 6 35 jesus said to them i am the bread of life and he who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst so jesus said pray give us this daily daily bread and then jesus said i'm the bread of life right now here's what happens when you daily come to jesus and look for nourishment spiritual nourishment nourishment for your soul for your spirit right then there is this contentment and satisfaction that comes from being nourished by jesus then that thirst for, oh, if I just had this, if I just had that, he brings contentment because you know, oh, I am doing what God created me to do. I'm loving people, I'm serving people, and I don't need a new car, a new Ferrari, a new helicopter, new airplane, new boat, whatever it is that we all think if we had that, we'd be happy, right? That when we come to the Lord, he can give us contentment. And, and really, the Bible says contentment uh, is, godliness with contentment is great gain. For you to be able just to enjoy a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, and look at the sunrise, and just to be enjoying it. It's so good. There's so many people that are just always chasing the end of a rainbow. Oh, I'll be happy if I get this, if I get that, right? And, and we know that, really, the only way you can feel content, it's from God, right? It's from Jesus, and he is, he is the bread of life. And so daily, we need to be nourished, right? So he says in verse 16, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now I love this because part of how we don't lose heart, part of how we are renewed day by day is to, as it says there in verse 18, look, and I underline it in my Bible, and the Greek word is skopio, right? When he says look at, He's saying take aim, right? And what does he take aim at? The things that are eternal, right? So what Paul's saying is that we're to fix our aim on the things that are eternal, not on the things that are temporal, right? When you fix your aim, when you fix your heart and mind and soul on temporal things, you're constantly disappointed because they break, they rust, they wear out, right? But when you fix your focus on the things that are eternal, right, then you always have this optimistic attitude because you know, ah, one day, the Bible says life is short. We're going to go to heaven. And, and so Paul's saying, I haven't made the focus of my life temporal things. I've made the focus of my life eternal things. And that's so important. If you want to finish the race like the Apostle Paul and you want to do well in your spiritual life and you want to finish strong and finish well, you need to fix your aim on the things that are eternal, not the things that are temporal. Because the Bible says everything that you see that's temporal is passing away. It's all going to be gone, right? And, and the things that are eternal, they're going to last forever, right? And so we're going to have to stop there because we're out of time. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you that you teach us how to live life in a way that we can be fulfilled 
Lord, that we can experience satisfaction. Lord, as we come to you daily and, and we pray, give us this day our daily bread, that you are our daily bread, Lord, that you would satisfy our souls, that we know that contentment doesn't come from things or relationships or any of those things, that it's only from you. And so, Lord, we pray for these truths to penetrate our hearts. Help us, Lord, to be lights for you in this world. So many people are blind and living in darkness. Thank you for reminding us tonight, Lord, that we need to pray for them. We need to love them. We need to share the gospel with them. So help us, Lord, to be lights for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.